On September 24th, runners from North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, and Manitoba will be traveling to Grand Forks to square off in the border battle, the newest cross-country meet on the block. The day is going to be jam-packed with all sorts of activities. The day will kick off with a group run hosted by us, the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. We're going to be posting more details about it soon, so be sure to be on our social media pages to find out those deets. Then we're going to be getting ready to bring you all the action from the cross-country course. Races are going to start at noon, and the entire afternoon is going to be a big cross-country party. There's going to be cool shirts for sale, even cooler shirts for our top 20 finishers in each race, and most importantly, a race for the state trophy. That's right. Each state's combined scores are going to be used to determine who will win the battle for the paddle, the trophy which is going to go to the best scoring state. The event is going to be taking place at Lincoln Park, so swing by and join in on the fun. That's the border battle, September 24th at Lincoln Park in Grand Forks. Head to www.nightrunning.com or go to the at GF border battle page on Instagram for more details. We're going to see you there. With the collegiate cross country season now underway, Cam and I wanted to record a preview episode for North Dakota's eight colleges and universities with cross programs. Last weekend, UND and NDSU opened their season in Grand Forks. We'll cover more of that later. Something you will know that we didn't know when we recorded, UND's men's and women's teams ran a tempo workout just before the race. So if you go back and look at the results, it might make a little bit more sense. I'm just going to leave it at that. Minot State also traveled to the Augustana Twilight Meet and kicked their season off. Their senior Jacob Jensen, a Belcourt, North Dakota native, brought home the NSIC Conference Men's Cross-Country Athlete of the Week Award. So congrats to Jacob. He's picking up right where he left off last season. Tomorrow, Friday, September 9th, is a huge day for the North Dakota cross-country scene. Every North Dakota college and university is going to be racing at the MSUM Dragon Twilight Meet in Moorhead, Minnesota. Cam and I were trying to remember the last time that happened, where every school in North Dakota was competing at the same meet, and we couldn't. What's even cooler? Bismarck State College is going to be making their program debut at the meet. The Mystics just started their cross-country and track and field programs this year, so it's going to be a historic meet for that reason as well. If you want to watch, that meet's going to be taking place tomorrow, Friday, September 9th, at the Blue Stem Arts Center in Moorhead, Minnesota. The high school JV races will start at 5.20 p.m., the high school varsity races will start at 6.40 p.m., and the collegiate races will start at 8 p.m. Thank you guys so much for listening. We recorded this last week on Friday, uh, so almost a week ago if it sounds old news you've maybe seen the news out there well we're bringing you that plus a whole lot more so thank you guys for listening uh just a quick few rapid fire tidbits here and then we're going to get started follow our social media pages support the podcast by buying our new steel gray singlet you can find the link to that on our socials and give us a good review on apple podcasts or spotify enough about us let's dive into the newest episode of the prairie track and field podcast Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. Ryan, we're taking the pod on the road this week. Yeah, yeah. Where are you heading, Cam? 
Well, if you can hear the motorcycles that are passing me right now, you would guess that I might be off to the Sturgis motorcycle rally. Uh, but I'm off to the lake Labor Day weekend. So going to the Fergus Falls area to spend some time with the, uh, with the in-laws. There you go. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, keep your eyes on the road. Uh, participate in the discussion as much as you can. But uh, number one, drive safe. We, uh, I don't know if we condone this, if we support this, but either way, we're doing it. So, yeah, uh, this podcast was recorded in a safe and legal manner. So that's our disclaimer. So last year, this time you were helping out with cross country, weren't you? Yep. Yeah. Last year, uh, just with my work and my work schedule and where life was at, I was able to help out with the Concordia Cobbers cross country team. So, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was meat time, meat week. Uh, first meet of the season was probably around this time last year. So, uh, new job, uh, new kid. Uh, so things have changed a little bit. So I've had to take a, a step back from being connected, uh, coaching, like in the coaching and, like participating uh, aspect, but uh, you know we're still we're still getting pumped for the for the college cross country season here. Yeah, no, we're really excited. And on the topic of first meet today, we had the UND Ron Pin Open Classic. Uh, I'm not sure which uh, adjective goes at the end of it or which noun goes at the end of it, but uh, the Ron Pin took place today. We'll make sure to give you a, a little update on the results there. And then later this week, so hopefully this comes out uh, before next Friday, because then we've got our MSUM uh, Moorhead Twilight meet, which is uh, always a great meet, always a big deal. So we're going to be able to hopefully give you guys a nice little preview of some of the college teams across the state, how they're looking, how their teams are shaking up, and what you can look forward to this season. So how does that sound to you, Cam? Sounds amazing. Ryan, I, I just remember too, at, at the Ron pin inv- invite or I don't, yeah, like, like you said, I don't know which. The classic. I just found it. Ron pin classic. It is a classic. Oh, love a good classic. Uh, I, I raced last year at this time and I believe that was the last cross country race I've done. Uh, so, you know, I was, I was really in the game last year and now I'm, you know, on the couch, just just talking about it. But <laughs> uh, love cross country season. I Ryan, I don't know about Iowa, but uh, in Fargo here, it hasn't really gotten cooler overall. I would say, but the mornings and the evenings have really started to cool off. So you're starting to get like the fall type smells and everything. And uh, you know, it's it's the first Bison football game this weekend, so uh, it's really starting to feel like like, like fall, you know, so that, that alone has been getting me really excited. Yeah. You know, there's always the talk about football focus on on football. Totally get it. But let's not forget about the little guy cross country. You know, that's, that's my, uh, that's my two cents for anybody listening this fall. Don't forget about the little guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, football gets all the hype for the tailgates and stuff like that, but I don't know if you've ever been to a cross country tailgate, you know, it, it's a, it's a pretty mean party. So maybe, maybe people should try it. 
Yeah, that's that's the trend. I know. I think I've been to a cross country tailgate or two before, and yeah, they're good. They're good stuff. But hey, enough with the banter. We should probably get going with an episode. And we've got a few of our smaller programs that are truly. This is truly a preview episode because it won't race until next Friday, a week from today, when we're recording this at that MSUM Dragon Twilight meet. So we should probably get started with some of those. How about uh, University of Jamestown? How does that sound to you? Love it. So to be honest, not much about the Jamestown Jimmies this year. I went on their website for cross country, and unfortunately, they did not have anything posted since last cross country season. And we go and we look at the 2020 coaches polls for the GPAC conference. On the men's side, Jamestown is ranked 10th out of 11th teams ahead of Briarcliff, which is actually an Iowa school. So uh, just another reason why North Dakota is superior to Iowa. And then on the women's side, Jamestown is ranked 10th out of 12 teams, also ahead of Briarcliff, as well as Dakota Wesleyan. Now, last year, trying to think, how the season shook out, it would have been the first year that Coach Andrew Rasky was the head track and field coach. However, Jamestown, did you know this, Cam? They've had the same cross-country coach for 44 years. I, I think I did know that. I can't remember who I heard that from, but uh, yeah, love, love it when there's longevity in, in coaching and bringing up cross-country programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now last year, the men finished 10th at the GPAC. And if we look at their roster, pull it up real quick. They're going to open up next weekend at that MSUM Twilight meet. And they've got a fair number of North Dakota athletes on their roster. So some of those include Corbin Cornelius from Wahpeton, North Dakota. He's a sophomore. Uh, Micah Hoke, he's from Jamestown, also a sophomore. Caden Neppel from Maddox, North Dakota, sophomore. Uh, we got a trend here, another sophomore from Portland, North Dakota, Ethan Sherva. And then uh, some Minnesotas and then some faraway ones. Got a couple of Californias and Nevadas mixed in there. So on the men's side, we'll hopefully keep an eye out and keep you guys updated on how the North Dakota guys do. Now on the women's side, the Jimmies also placed 10th at the GPAC last year. They also have a couple of North Dakota natives. Uh, Jennifer Talixson from Wheatland, North Dakota. She's a sophomore. What is up with this? All these sophomores. Because there's another one, Paige Herbstosser from West Fargo, North Dakota, also a sophomore. And then Christina Brosart from Rugby, North Dakota, a junior. And then freshman Keely Arnson from Maddox, North Dakota. So we'll hopefully keep an eye on the Jimmies. We're hoping that they can creep their way up the GPAC standings. Cam, do you have any thoughts on the Jimmies before we move on? Uh, just one. I mean, I think last year, this might have been for a track episode or something. Uh, we kind of called Jamestown out for uh, needing to, we wanted to see more social media content from them so we could feel, you know, more connected with their athletes and, and the team. And you know what? I feel like, I don't know if they heard us, but there's definitely been a change. I've been seeing a, a couple stories of their cross country team training, doing, uh, doing some intervals and stuff. And so uh, good good to see that from like a, from a fan perspective. And yeah, it's just gotten me more excited to, to really follow them and see how they do this season. Yeah. And definitely the social media game is stronger. Still the website still need a little work, but 
now we're excited to watch him this year. The other thing, I should have texted him sooner, but Coach Rasky sent him a message at 310, and it's currently 411. So I only gave him 60 minutes or so to respond. But I uh, just reached out to try to see if we can get any insight on who to watch, uh, what how the team's looking this year, but didn't get a response back. So maybe we'll have to do a separate graphic or something like that for the Jimmies in the next couple of weeks on our social media pages. All right. If that's it for the GPAC and the Jimmies, we're going to move to the North Star Athletic Association, the NSAA, because we have two North Dakota schools there, the Blue Hawks of Dickinson State and the Vikings of Valley City State. Now, Cam, just traditionally, you have raced both of these programs a handful of times. Historically, you know, what can we expect out of the Vikings and and the Blue Hawks, any intangibles that come to mind or anything you remember from your racing days? Well, I mean, I, I remember going to run a 1500 at the Bismarck Bowl, uh, maybe my freshman year or something like that. And we, I just got absolutely crushed by a runner from Dickinson State. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like they they always have the potential to have kind of a, a surprise uh, athlete who, you know, just really kind of rises above and, and sets himself, him or herself, uh, apart from the other athletes in, in that conference. Uh, I, I don't have a ton of like specifics for you. Um, but I do know that, uh, I, I've seen a lot of growth kind of similar to what we've seen, uh, in Minot state, uh, in the last couple of years, growth from the Valley city program, you've seen them, uh, pick up, you know, some, some local recruits who, who did well either in the class A or the class B as a high schooler. So, I mean, they're, they're going to bring competitors who uh, have a will and a desire to win. Um, like we've talked about before, cross country stuff to get right on the right day. So, uh, you know, hopefully they can, they can put it together and, and surprise some people. Absolutely. And since I'm on the Valley City site, we're just going to start with them. So the men are currently ranked uh, in the coaches' preseason poll. They're ranked to finish fifth out of six teams. Once again, what do you know? Ahead of Waldorf in Iowa school. So uh, let's let's go North Dakota. So Valley, yeah, take that Iowa as I as I look out the window and stare at fellow Iowans that are neighbors of mine. But um, I'll make sure I open the windows and yell it a bit louder in a bit. The, uh, the men are ranked fifth out of six teams in the coaches' poll. The women also ranked fifth out of six teams ahead of Waldorf. No surprise there. Um, Dickinson State, we'll touch on them in a moment. They're ranked second in the men's poll, but they're ranked first in the women's poll. So that will be for some exciting NSAA championship meets later uh, in the month of October. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Dickinson is hosting the NSAA cross country conference championships. It looks like on November 4th, they're doing that. So that will be great to have a conference meet over on the Western side of the state. But if we just go to the roster uh, for the men's Valley city team, a couple of North Dakota natives. So we've got uh, Bracken, a Wender, uh, Bracken, a Wender. Uh, forgive me if I'm not pronouncing that right. He's a sophomore from Oaks, North Dakota. We've got Ian Keys. He's a junior from Jamestown, North Dakota. Trent Leith, uh, he's a freshman from Stanley, North Dakota. We've seen some good runners come out of Stanley in the past. 
Uh, and then that's it for North Dakota natives on the men's side. Uh, Luis Garcia, he's one to keep your eyes on too. He's a sophomore from Mililani, Hawaii. Uh, he's done really well in his time there. So we're excited for him. And then if we yeah, flip on. Can I, I, one more thing on Valley city. I mean, uh, just with like other sports and stuff, I know there's, there's like an outrageous percentage of the student population at Valley city is uh, student athletes and they get people from all over the country, all over the world. Uh, so, you know, would not be surprised if Valley city was able to pull some, you know, you know, like our, uh, absolute stud from Hawaii, you know, like something like that. So just a, a lot of unknowns, which makes it uh exciting story to, to follow for the, the North Dakota folks. Here. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just going over to the women's side, they're definitely a more local team. They've got a really small roster, only six girls listed on the roster, but four of them are from North Dakota. Uh, Morgan Hauer, uh, she's from Botano, North Dakota. We've got Paige Goodsell from Minto, North Dakota. We've got Angeline Gannon from Bismarck. She's a senior this year. Uh, Gannon name is maybe familiar with the Bismarck running scene. And then Liberty Cleveland, she's a sophomore from Laramore, North Dakota. And you had mentioned a little bit Valley City just doing some good things. Uh, their head coach, Laquan Robinson, he previously coached at MSU Moorhead. Worked a lot with the decathletes, so I've gotten to know him a little bit over the years. He's a great guy and a great leader for the program. But uh, they've got a new assistant coach this year on the distance side of things. Stephen Brown, previously at the University of Sioux Falls, who's uh, had a very good program in the past. So it'd be good to have some fresh blood there, and we're excited to see what the Vikings can do. And then we'll send it over to Dickinson State. We had mentioned that men were ranked second in the preseason poll. And the women were ranked first. So we'll start with the men that are ranked second. Their coach has a little snippet that he said in their little preseason preview on their website. So head coach Shane Whitcop said, we're returning two all-conference runners from last year's NSAA meet. They form a backbone of a good team. And if we can develop the back end of our lineup, we can challenge some of the other conference teams. And I mean... If they can challenge, uh, I think maybe he's <laughs> saying that they're going to go for the win because usually yeah, you're not just challenge. You're usually not just challenging if you're ranked second in the preseason poll. Yeah, that that was the 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 proper the proper way to say we're we're coming for that number one spot. So I like it. Yeah, they've got a ton of North Dakota natives on their roster. Um, Tyrell Ackman from Williston, he's a freshman. Garen Anderson from Dickinson, sophomore. Cole Jensen, freshman from Bismarck. And then Griffin Abridgewich. Uh, hopefully I said that name right. He's from Dickinson as well. They're also a team that has some big geographic footprint. They've got some Montanas, which makes sense because they're right there on the border. But they got a California native on their roster. They've got Nigeria on their roster. So... They are well covered. Um, and then if we flip over to the women, like we said, they're ranked second in the NSAA coaches preseason poll. Uh, Coach Whitcop on them said we returned four of the top 10 performers from last year's NSAA meet. They should be in a good position with the talented young ladies we added. It's going to be exciting to see how things develop over the season. Now, this one's close because the preseason coaches poll 
the Blue Hawks definitely have that first place ranking, but only by two votes. They are just over uh, the Turbo uh, College in Wisconsin. They've also got some North Dakota natives. We'll just run through them real quick. Morgan Ani, a freshman from Taylor, North Dakota. Uh, Cam, it's kind of down in your uh, your relatives area there, southwest corner of the state. We got Claire Crete, uh, who's a freshman. She's from Dickinson. Alexius Miller, uh, she was a stud last year for the Blue Hawks. The junior from Bowman is back. And then a lot of Montana natives, some Wyoming natives. Uh, so it should be good. We'll see what they can recreate their success from last year. Yeah, I mean, anytime you return four of the top 10, uh, that, that makes for a good recipe for success. Um, you know, and with that, that high ranking and returning so many of the uh, their top runners, uh, I, I have to wonder if they're, they're maybe even thinking past the conference meet uh, towards, uh, towards the regional or, or even the national meet this season. Yeah, so they are um, they're set to race and open their season September 9th, also at the MSUM Dragon Twilight. So it's going to be a lot of good schools. It'll be a good meet for Valley City, Jamestown, and Dickinson. So we're excited for them. And then all three of those schools compete in the NAIA. And so the national championships this year are slated for the Appalachie Regional Park in Tallahassee, Florida. So, yeah, hopefully these guys and gals have their sights set on Tallahassee. So with that, we're going to move on to some of our other schools. Now, we've touched on Dickinson. We've touched on Jamestown. We've touched on Valley City. Cam, tell us a little bit historically about the success of the University of Mary Marauders program. Well, I, I can't give you a, a full in-depth historical analysis I want. I, I want. I want like a ten-page report with a bibliography and everything. Uh, I, I'll have to pass on that, Ryan. <laughs> You're, driving. Uh, You're driving. What I can tell you is this: uh, over the last, say, ten years, the uh, You Marry program <clears throat> has has really shown up and shown uh, what a top-level North Dakota cross-country program can be. Uh, their women's team is not only qualified for but placed as high as second at the national cross-country meet uh and so you know success breeds success uh coach newell who led that team to those uh to those performances is obviously now at ndsu uh but the history like you said you know the the history uh stays with the program and so you know, we'll look, look for them to have another uh, hard-fought and uh, competitive season in the NSIC. And, and I'm sure conference is, is not where their sights end. Uh, they're, they're looking further uh, to the region and to the national meet. So, uh, Ryan, I'm sure you got the roster pulled up and can give us a little more in-depth on what we're dealing with this year. But... Uh, uh, I know, you know, you, Mary, always bring in the, the local recruits, uh, both on the men's and on the women's side. So uh, what, what, what are we looking at here for personnel from them this year? You know, I think we need to first touch a little bit on uh, the coaching. You mentioned Coach Newell. He's leading the Bison program now. He's doing a great job there. And last year they were under the, the direction of Jamison Dietrich, uh, former 
you marry athlete himself. Uh, we had his wife, Ida Narvabol, the Norwegian champion. She joined us for an episode, and, uh, but Coach Dietrich was leading the program on an interim basis, but he left to go lead the Bismarck State Athletics, um, the Bismarck State cross-country team. And this is a first-time program. The Mystics have never had a cross-country track program before. So uh, we'll touch on them in a little bit. But they are under the direction of brand-new coach Chris Lessard. Uh, coach Lessard was previously at the New Jersey Institute of Technology, which is a very small D1 program out on the East Coast, but seems to have a pretty impressive resume. Like you just look, um, 15 school records were set during the indoor track season um, alone. Doesn't even mention outdoor track or cross country, but pretty nuts that he was able to take a program. It sounds like really get it off the ground. So I'm really excited to see what he can do with the program. Yeah, and that, that just, I mean, kind of goes to show kind of what I was talking about, that success breeds success. You know, you build up a program that, that takes athletes to, you know, whatever level, you know, the program is looking to achieve. In this case, it was, it was the national, compete nationally. And, uh, and when there's a little bit of turnover, coach goes to a new job, you know, there's, there's probably countless of other coaches that are looking to take a program with that that history and that kind of uh, recruiting pull, I guess you could say. Uh, so not surprising that you, Mary, was able to get uh, a coach of, of his caliber and, you know, uh, confident that that team is in good hands. And uh, like, like everything, a lot of excitement uh, around the cross country season this year. Yeah. So you, Mary is currently ranked, or I should say ranked projected to take third on the men's side of things. They have one uh, runner that was named an athlete to watch for the NSIC. And that was Dawson Strong, who we've talked about plenty of times in our uh, conference recaps over the years. Last year, he placed 13th at the conference meet for the Marauders. You, uh, Mary, finished as a runner-up as a team last year. So I'm sure they're going to try to rely on his uh, experience because he's a senior now. And he's from Moorhead, right across the river from... Fargo, obviously. And there's a few other North Dakota natives too. Uh, Robert White, you might recognize his name from the Newtown dynasties over the year. He's back. He's going to be a junior this year. Caleb Yoakum from Fargo North. Shout out to the Spartans. He is going to be a sophomore this year. And he seemed to kind of get injured somewhere along the season uh, in 2021. So we're hoping that he can bounce back. Um, if you go down their roster, though, few other athletes uh isaac anderson he's from bismarck north dakota caleb hansen from dickinson freshman uh chase hoxt uh hoaxed i always butcher the last name but he's a freshman from bismarck had a really great career for the century patriots brian miller former class b cross-country state champion from bowman jackson olson from bismarck ivor phillips from bismarck Gabe Sagvold from Fargo, uh, Ethan Schaefer from Horace. Dude, that's one of your guys, Cam. He's a freshman this year. Justin Smith. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm betting on – I am I mean, they got a kinder guy on the team. I'm betting on the, the Marauders. Yeah, and I mean, you, one thing I love that you, Mary, does is they develop. They do a great job of developing guys. 
And you just go down the roster. It's a bunch of local guys. How can you not cheer for a team that recruits locally and always does well year in and year out? Absolutely. So if we flip over to the girls' side, the women's side of things, uh, Alyssa Becker, she is the athlete to watch on the NSIC preseason coaches poll. She was a stud last year. So she's only a sophomore. So all of this happened when she was a freshman, but she placed 17th at the NCAA championships. Um, she was seventh at the conference meet, sixth at the regional, uh, 17th at the, the national meet. Like she's the real deal. And she was also did a great job on the track uh, during indoor and outdoor season. And as a team, you, Mary, is trying to extend their champion national championship appearances to six so the last five years in a row they've made it to the ncaa meet they're projected to take third in the nsic in the preseason coaches poll so yeah just like you were talking a little bit about history lexi zeiss um somebody that came out of that program she won a couple national titles uh we featured her on the instagram page on our almost friday post this year this year this week um should be the year, though. She should get quite a bit of attention. Um, and then they've had national champions in Ida Narbaval. It's just such a great program. And I'll let you get your final thoughts in here after I run through the lineup quick. Uh, as far as North Dakota natives go, Liz Folk, she's a junior from Minot. Uh, we got to go down quite a ways to get our other North Dakota native. Oh, just kidding. This year, they I thought they had a couple, but... I guess uh, Taylor Hestekin would have graduated. She was our other North Dakota native on there from Scranton, North Dakota. But she graduated this past season after a very successful All-American career. So Liz Folk, the lone North Dakota native on the UMary women's cross-country roster. Cam, uh, final thoughts? Yeah, it, it always helps when you have an All-American uh, leading your team. Uh, so it, it just gives you that that extra extra boost you know you you're, you help your teammates out because you you're training with one of the best in the nation so that elevates their game so um it, it's really a really a reassuring thing you know you obviously you need five even six to really put up that those are great team scores but a really solid number one can can give a big big boost uh, to the team, especially from like the beginning of the season to to the end of the season when it really counts. So, yeah, all, as always, you know, exciting stuff, you know, six going for a six straight national championship appearance. Ryan, is that is that what you'd said? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's going to be uh, I, I love following the NSIC. I think it's one of the uh, the more interesting conferences in the region, you know, uh, across all divisions. Uh, it's one of the, uh, I kind of, I don't know how to say it, like, like geographically most relevant conferences still, you know, every team in that conference is, is within like uh, a similar region. Uh, and so I, I don't know, it's just, just interesting, interesting uh, conference to follow if you ask me. Yeah, completely agree. And I think that is so appealing. Um, one, just because most of the schools in that conference do a great job of recruiting locally. Now, obviously, everybody has their out-of-state athletes, but 
like we touched on with you Mary's roster before, like on their men's side, how do you not cheer for that? But yeah, just a lot of schools that, you know, like, especially if you go back to when NDSU and UND were in the D two days, I mean, you and I are probably on the fringes of that. Our younger listeners probably don't remember any of that, but you know, Augustana, Sioux Falls, uh, Duluth, like those are Minnesota state, Mankato, like those are all teams. Winona state, those are all like very relevant teams to a lot of people. Even if you are a fan of UND and NDSU, just, you know, 15 years ago, God, that makes us sound old. All right. Let's, uh, Let's stop talking about that and move into some preseason stuff. So Minot State, under the direction of a new coach, uh, Coach Delmonico is leading the charge at Tiffin University now. Looks like he's got a great group of athletes. We're super excited for him there. So Minot State uh, is a little bit lower on the coach's poll. The men are currently ranked eighth. I just want to point out again, Upper Iowa is ranked last on the men's cross-country coaches poll. Oh, we're seeing a trend. But eighth for the men on the Minot State side. And then for the women, uh, they're ranked ninth. So out of 16 teams. So both teams are kind of right in the middle of the pack, which honestly is not a bad place to be. That means you can uh, maybe get underestimated a little bit, chip on the shoulder and go into some competition. But yeah, previously there were uh, a release came out talking about some of the athletes to watch. Jacob Jensen, big fan of him the prairie track and field podcast if you you listen enough you know the name jacob jacob jensen from belcourt he was tabbed one of the runners to watch in the nsic and then on the women's side paulette dominguez she was named a runner to watch for the lady beavers um like we said jensen he's from belcourt he finished 10th at the nsic championships last fall so hopefully he is poised to make a big jump. He had a great track season. So if he can carry that fitness over, I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I was going to say Jacob Jensen, uh, one of the, the highlights uh, that I'm really looking to follow this season after, you know, a great cross season and then an even better track season. Uh, so, you know, so much of distance running is consistency. Uh, and you know, when you see somebody competing well across a cross, a cross country season, an indoor season, and then an outdoor season, you know, they've strung together some consistency. Uh, so at that point, it's like, oh, he doesn't even need to do anything crazy. He's just got to keep the ball rolling. And then he's, he's good for another season of great performances. So uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, as always, intriguing when a new coach takes a program. Uh, intriguing to see what changes can happen. Uh, if any of the athletes are maybe, you know, affected negatively but you obviously hope they're affected positively and uh and ryan kind of like you were saying like the middle pack that uh team wise that's an interesting race i don't know if you follow formula one racing at all uh but i got into it uh this last summer watched drive to survive on netflix and now i follow the season a little bit but they do formula one does a really good job of highlighting the middle pack teams, teams that, that don't have the same amount of money uh, to put into their car to pay their drivers as like the top two or three teams. But there's, there's like 
three or four teams right in the middle that all have similar budgets, similar resources. And there's so much pride in, in being the best of, of the mid pack teams. So, uh, like you're saying there, there's a, there's a lot of places to be gained in the middle and, and a lot of pride and honor that you can have, uh, by, you know, being ranked eighth, but maybe getting like fifth at the, at the conference meet. So, uh, yeah, Minot state go beavers, you know, let's go. Yeah. And you know, it's just something where the program has done so well the last couple of years, as far as maybe five years ago where they were compared to now, I think these athletes do take a lot of pride in what they've built as far as the culture goes, as far as their success. And they want to keep growing that. So I hope that we can keep seeing them ascend the rankings and hopefully show out this season. Now, before we go and we talk about the newest program in the state at Bismarck State, uh, I did finally get a text back from Coach Rasky. So you ready to hear what he has to say about the Jimmies? Fantastic. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. Well, first of all, he wanted to let me know he's not the track coach. He's or he's not the cross country coach. He's just the track coach. Um, but he's still able to answer our questions. Said so they've got a lot more depth and talent than last year. This team is going to be pretty young. Uh, with that being said, some of the top returners, people that we mentioned, uh, Paige Herbstosser, she's the sophomore from West Fargo. And then on the men's side, Drew Jumpstead from Maple Grove, Minnesota, and Micah Hoke from Jamestown. So a couple of guys that you want to keep your eyes on. And then he wanted to point out some of the top newcomers too. We had mentioned Keely Arnston from Maddox. She's a freshman this year. But then kind of interesting on the men's side, Jacob Garris and Landon Thompson, they were high school teammates at Benson KMS in Minnesota. So sounds like the Jamestown Jimmies have done a great job of recruiting bringing in some fresh talent to pair along with some really great athletes they already have. So yeah, we're excited to see how the Jimmies can perform this year. Yeah. Young, young team, more depth, start rooting for the Jimmies now. So you don't look like a bandwagon fan once they're ascending to the top of the conference. So we're calling it now. Yeah, there you go. And I do remember coach Rask, he said that the G pack is one of the best, most competitive conferences in NAIA. So if you can have success at that, conference level in the GPAC, you're going to do well nationally. And we saw that with a few athletes on the track and hopefully, yeah, we can see it carry over onto the, the grass as well. For sure. For sure. So Bismarck State, I got a message from Coach Baki of Grand Forks Red River this winter with this press release that they were adding what blows my mind is in JUCO, there's cross country, but there's also a half marathons championship. So when you go on their website, it says cross country half marathon. And uh, I remember being really confused because the press release talked about them being D1. And I was like, no way Bismarck State's competing D1. But within the JUCO system, there are different tiers. And so they're a D1 JUCO school. And they've had a lot of success in their other sports. I know they've had good baseball teams over the years, pretty good basketball teams, but now they are dabbling with the cross country and track and field side of things. So we mentioned a little bit how they're being led by coach Jameson Dietrich. Uh, he was at UMary before uh, he was an assistant coach and then was elevated to head coach last season on an interim basis. He's a Bismarck native himself. So he knows the area really well. So I think recruiting 
it seems like they've done a great job of bringing kids into the program. Distance-wise, they do not have very big rosters. So if we look at the men's roster, they only have two athletes. One of them is from North Dakota, Rain. I'm going to get this last name wrong. Rain Shud, uh, S-K-J-O-D. So I know there's a little bit of the, uh, the like Icelandic uh, pronunciation on that, and I'm probably not getting it right. And then the other one is uh, Chase Goki from Montgomery, Minnesota. So two men on the men's roster, but the women's roster, no athletes. So I don't know if they're, they just didn't get the website up in time or if they don't have any of those distance runners yet. But Cam, what were your thoughts when you first heard that there was going to be a new program within the state? Well, I mean, it was really encouraging because you kind of feel like the, the common theme, the common thread recently has been, you know, programs cutting track mm-hmm. and cross country, you know, like big, big schools, University of Minnesota, uh, just to name one. Uh, and so to see that that a school was uh, willing to invest in track and cross country uh, uh, was really kind of a sight for sore eyes. So uh, great to see that. And, you know, after talking to some some people who are involved in track and field in the state, you know, really kind of a, kind of a sweet deal there, you know, like great. They have access to, to the Bismarck bowl. You know, that's like their home track uh, facilities are good for, you know, when you think of Juco, you maybe think of like bad facilities and, you know, just like the last possible place you would want to be, but you know, it it seems like a pretty sweet setup. And I'm sure for coach Dietrich, you know, there's a lot of freedom in recruiting compared to you, Mary, you know, a much more affordable option in terms of school, which is a big, uh, a kind of a big talking point these days with how expensive college is getting. Um, And, you know, really just, it, it has the potential to give a lot of opportunities for, for a lot, a lot, a lot of good opportunities for a lot of athletes who, who maybe need, need the extra, you know, year or two to mature or, you know, mature athletically before they can go to the, you know, the U Marys or, you know, the Minot States or the NDSUs of the world, uh, or even like academically, you know, it's, uh, I'm not saying it's going to just turn into a stepping stone for other programs. I think it can be a very successful entity on its own. Uh, and they have the coaching. I believe they have the coaching and facilities to do it. So, yeah, uh, really, I think more than anything, encouraging. Uh, a lot of unknowns, uh, but exciting to to see a cross country and track program added and not taken away. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like you said, it's a great opportunity for the state. Um, how many times have we talked about people going to a school that fits them? You know, you can try to make the jump and go to a bigger school, but some athletes just aren't ready for that. And this just gives more opportunities for North Dakota kids to compete at the next level, to keep going after high school. And to me, I'm a big fan. I love it. I also am on their Instagram page right now, and they just posted a a one week till race day little thing on their story. But dude, they got the Adidas sponsor too. They got some sweet jerseys. I, so, I was going to mention that too, Ryan. I mean, the kits are fire. Like, I, I love the uniqueness of like the colors that the the Mystics have, and you know, what a great design on the on the jerseys. And yeah, it, it's just uh, I I'd, I'd put that jersey on. 
For sure. So just a couple kind of fun things to point out. We've mentioned Coach Dietrich's name like 10 times now, but you know, just remember he was the one that had the success last year at U Mary. So he's gonna do great things with this program, no doubt. Uh the other thing is they're also racing at that MSUM Twilight meet uh next Friday. So it's gonna be just like a bloodbath for North Dakota schools. That was a pretty aggressive term, but it's gonna be uh Battle that was Royale. So, Ryan, that was so aggressive. That was so good. That's, that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope I... there's no bloodbaths going on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll cut this part. We'll see. But uh, it's gonna be. No, a... it, it, we're we're real here, Ryan. We we show the we show the fans who we really are. You know, that's you know. Sometimes was... the the analogies, the the imagery that we try and project just doesn't quite work out, and we just got to take that on the chin. You know, <laughs> learn from it. And not, I need to clarify, not a bloodbath between like that any other school is going to wallop on the North Dakota schools, but it's kind of a chance like who, who reigns supreme? Like, you know, how do these programs stack up against one another? So, yeah, it's going to be, have you ever read The Hobbit, Ryan? I haven't. I got it for Christmas one year, read about five oh, pages. Oh, man, never, right. you got it. It's a classic, classic. Uh, there's like a, The Hobbit ends with like the battle of five armies or something like that. Or is it seven? I don't know. It's just massive battle at like the base of a, a mountain that's being, you know, that was the lair of a dragon. Uh, you know, just classic, classic fantasy type stuff so the the msum twilight is going to be the battle of five armies but however many schools uh that are in north dakota that are going to be there that's what it's going to be yeah and i was trying to help myself out i was like okay i'll go to thesaurus.com type in bloodbath and get some adjectives uh, <laughs> but they, they're not helping because uh, bloodbath as in carnage and we're getting uh, bloodshed butchery mass murder annihilation yeah it's uh, blood and guts it's no this we're gonna stop here so. yeah i mean i i feel like carnage is a pretty good uh adjective for what happens at cross-country races but uh um i i see where the thesaurus let you down there yeah so. mo- moving on moving on right i yeah, right. So, Ryan, I mean, sticking with the, the MSUM Twilight, maybe that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but um, I, I literally think every school in North Dakota is going to be at that meet next week because uh, at least NDSU, I'm not 100% sure if UND is going to be there, but NDSU will be there as well. So, it looks like UND is also going to be there. So, I think we do have every program in the state that's going to be at that meet. How awesome is that? Yeah, that's you, amazing. I, can we, we're, can we we're just take this has this a, has that ever happened? Oh man, I not I don't think when I was competing. That's yeah, this crazy. is I, I think this is pretty pretty unique. So uh, we're gonna call this the collegiate state championships. So uh, officially, the Prairie Track and Field podcast is hosting the collegiate state championship meet at the MSUM Twilight. Uh, we may or may not, uh, create a trophy and an award and send it to the program that comes out victorious in the collegiate state championship. There we go. We'll have to get it cleared with our producer. 
yeah, we'll we'll check in with some people, but I think we could probably make that happen. Um, you know, that was a good segue to talk about UND and NDSU. I do. You've been driving. You maybe didn't see this. Did you know Grant Fisher ran twelve forty six for five k today? I okay. I saw that, but I like that was that's so absurd. I didn't know what to do with that. Like I saw, I saw, I looked at the the Ron Pin results, and I saw that Grant Fisher ran that fast, and I. I, it's so fast. I don't even like, I can't even comprehend what that, what that is. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Just, uh, just a couple things to kind of, for you to digest as you're driving 57 second last lap. Um, it's his fourth American record of the year. He becomes the first American man ever to go under 1250 in the 5k. Uh, he second in the race. Kenya's Jacob crop one uh a second faster over a second faster in 12 minutes and 45 seconds oh so man he man so he owns the national records for the 5k indoors and outdoors uh the 10k outdoors and the 3k outdoors and he's only 25 years old ryan what what's like a like a sports another sports figure who was considered one of the best ever but never really like one can you think of anybody offhand i don't know it's hard now because like grant fisher, grant fisher is actually like winning now but yeah college like you never it's always second yeah but i okay so he is winning right but he's gotten second so many times like he's been he's been so good for so long so consistent but like second like second in cross country so many times in college second, you know, like, ju- I, I don't know, like he's always been like just that close. And then today, even like the race of his life, I'm sure. And, and second again, you know, just by, by a fraction. So uh, that's, that's not a knock on him by any means. Uh, I don't think that means he's like a bad racer or anything, but just, just insane that he's been consistently good that long and there's always seems to be somebody who's just a little bit better than he is he's is it fair to say he's like the Allen Iverson of yeah <laughs> uh no he's a little, he's better than Allen Iverson oh man okay anyway just had to throw that in because that's quite no I, I, that's a good tidbit and I was I was looking for somebody to compare him to, but when I Google Hall of Fame players who never won a title, uh, the first thing that popped up was ten WWE Hall of Famers who never won a world championship. <laughs> no, we're so, not making a WWE analogy here. No, no we're we're definitely not doing that. Moving on, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, great meet today at the Ron Pin Classic. I don't know. Have you seen the results yet? Yeah, I, I briefly got to look over them right before I hit the road. Uh, yeah, it looked like looked like some really good performances. You want to just like jump right into it, Ryan? Or yeah, I think I think we can. Um, first of all, is there is there any? Should we like preview them and then talk about the meet? Should we talk about the meet and then kind of break down how each team uh, is let, looking this year? Let, let's talk about the meet first, and then we'll just give a little bit of um, like perspective on on how everybody ranks in the you know the summit league and stuff like that um so yeah i just wanted to say it if 
you might remember last year at this meet, the UND men and, and I believe the UND women uh, both defeated the NDSU teams for the first time in or the, for the first time at the Ron Pin uh, in I don't know how many years. It was uh, a long was, time. It was a long time. So that was kind of a kind of a big shock. There was a lot of excitement around the UND program. New coach coming in, you know, new leadership, new direction. Um, yeah. The the season ended up not panning out uh, exactly the same as that first meet. Uh, NDSU, I think, getting the better of UND by the time the summit the meet rolled around. A uh, little bit of a different story today, though. NDSU, both on the men's and the women's side, uh, kind of a dominant performance. Uh, it, it really kind of ended up being just a duel between the two of them. I think there were some other teams, but not really in the mix. Um, like uh, team team score wise, so uh, yeah, Ryan, you want to you want to break down kind of the I'm sure you got the specifics of the results in front of you. You kind of want to break that down. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. So no, you're right. It definitely turned into NDSU versus UND. They took uh, combined, made up the top 20 places on the women's side. Um, I got the women's results up, so we'll start there. It was a really close one. So Allie Wallens, she got the win. She's a Minot native. She's a sophomore this year. She ran 17 minutes, 19 and a half seconds for five or for yeah, 5k. Um, yeah. And then just barely edging out Kalisa Houston, uh, who's a junior at NDSU this year. She ran 17, 19. So like down to the wire for these two women. And yeah, they're both studs. Kalisa was named on like the summit league preseason to watch list and, I think maybe I would have thought she would have come out with the win. Obviously, um, Allie had a really great track season last year. But um, And then just running down the list, uh, Grace Link took third. Uh, UND was led by Jaden Keeler. She took fourth, another athlete on that watch list for the Summit League. UND had Cornelia Wolfart. She took fifth. Alexis Rail, she took sixth. Um, 1805, Hope Pringle. 7th and 18-10, Aaron Valgardson for NDSU um, took 8th, Kelby Renus took ninth, and Regan Basler took 10th for NDSU. So a lot of North Dakota natives in there. Um, I don't know, Cam, what do you like make of, and I guess, do we believe, do we talk about the men's side first and then talk about seasons? Should we do that? Uh, well, let's just stick with the, uh, the women's, the women's, we'll go all the way through on the women's side here first. Um, yeah, I mean, Allie Walland, like you said, I, you know, honestly, not surprising that she was leading the bison. We saw her do, uh, the same, uh, number of times last year in cross country. Uh, so to see her back, you know, leading them, the, the speed is there, the fitness is there to, to compete with whoever. Uh, and I mean, you were running down the list a little bit hard to know how, how deep the team is when it's only, only a duel, but, uh, you know, a lot of good depth there. Uh, a lot of North Dakota depth there too. I know Hope Pringle, uh, transfer from, uh, MSUM. She's from West Fargo. So good to see her running well for the bison and, uh, yeah, uh, you got any anything else on on that ryan on the meat specifically you know it's so interesting so this meet always used to take place 
later in the season. Ron Pin was always an October meet. Sometimes snow on the ground, sometimes really, really cold. Other times got pretty nice weather. Besides the point, it's so hard to judge from an early season meet standpoint. Um, like you said, complete opposite of what we saw last year. So I was a little surprised that UND didn't perform a little bit better on the women's side. Now, obviously, different training philosophies. Maybe they're just waiting. Maybe the, they're not, they're probably not sharp yet by any means, but I would think NDSU would say the same thing. Um, it's just tough to know what to make of it because some of the top runners, too, like Mackenzie Burian uh, was 12th overall today. She was the, let's see, was she the fourth, third runner for her team? Um, and typically she's someone that's going to be right up there by Jaden Keeler. So tough to know what to make of it. Like you said, I think overall, just encouraging to see so many North Dakota natives really getting after it and doing really well, but not a lot to read from this race. I think you'd probably agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said the same thing, um, with the high school preview, uh, it, these early season meets really, really, it is hard to tell. You would assume that a number of the athletes and the coaches have them like training through this meet or really just hitting some of the harder workouts kind of around this meet. Uh, so you'd assume almost nobody is sharp, uh, so if fatigue affects people in different ways and, you know, obviously everybody's excited the race, but the excitement of the first race gives some people an extra boost uh, more than others. I know I feel like I always raced really well the first meet of the season because I was just so excited uh, to try and show off what I had done over the summer. Uh, and then, <clears throat> you know, after once the second and third meets hit, I kind of seemed to even out a little bit, whether that was, you know, uh, calming down a little bit or everybody else just kind of the training catching up with them. So, uh, but yeah, not, not a whole lot to be read into this, but, um, still great to see everybody out there racing and, um, yeah, yeah. Ryan, where, uh, you want to give us the, uh, the first coaches poll for the women's, um, in the summit league, where, where were the bison and the Hawks ranked? Yeah, so if we go to the coaches poll on the women's side, NDSU is ranked second, UND is ranked fourth. So um, SDSU, the women seem to be far and away the favorites to win the league, to win the conference. But, you know, they're close, like second and fourth. They're right there. They've got South Dakota in between them. But a couple of things, I guess, to just remember, too, UND is going to have home turf advantage when they host summit leagues at Ray Richards golf course and the 29th. And that too is maybe important to note that this meet today was a preview of the same course that they're going to be racing at the end of October. So always important, even if it is the meet that you're training through or don't feel like you're ready for, at least you get a taste of what you can expect and what you have to be ready for come a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. The women's team, uh, in cross country, uh, team title race, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's going to be really good. You know, the South Dakota schools sandwiched by the North Dakota schools. So, uh, I, you know, I haven't looked into, you know, who the South Dakota schools are returning, uh, so much and, uh, I'll have to do, do some research there on that. But, uh, I think 
I think a lot of these teams are thinking, you know, hey, this is this is our year. You know, I, th- I think the UNDs and the NDSUs and even the USDs are looking at South Dakota State with the number one ranking, and and they're probably thinking we we can get that. You know, they're they're within reach. Um, granted, mm-hmm. you know, I said don't really know what <clears throat> what the roster is looking like on the women's side at SDSU, but yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun one to follow. Yeah. Um, just if we're going to talk a little bit, touched on that uh, and the season, what we can look forward to. It's uh, Leah Hansen. She's the defending Summit League cross country champion for the Jackrabbit. She's back and she's, I would say, the top ranked runner coming into the season. She ran like 21.03 for 6K last year. So great race. And I swear she's been around forever. She has an older sister that ran at SDSU that was there when we were there too. And I think I get the two of them like blended together, but to me, Leah Hansen's been around for years and she's only a junior. Um, and then just while I've got the preseason watch list up, Kalisa Houston, we mentioned how she was named an athlete to watch, but she, I guess the last thing I'll say about Kalisa, she took seventh last year. That's first team honors for the summer league. So like expect her to be a presence up front on October 29th at the summit league meet. And then uh, we had mentioned a little bit about UNDs, some of their top runners. So their runners to watch Jaden Keeler. She's a sophomore this year. So as a freshman, she was all summit league and ran some pretty fast times. Like uh, she ran seven thirty two at Ron pin last year. And, you know, today she ran seventeen forty eight. So she's like maybe a little bit, off pace from where she started her season last year, but definitely is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And then Mackenzie Burian, the Fargo native, two-time All-Summit League selection. You know, we can go back, we can try to compare like how people finished, like we did with Jalen just a moment ago, but uh, 21-46 for Mackenzie Burian last year. Um, but was that, that can't be right. Was that 6K? Um yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. They, so some of the a little bit confusing on the women's side. Wow. This is, this is really interesting. So I, I think they're mi- mixing up a couple of meets because like it gave Jaden Keeler's Ron pin 5k time. And then it gives Mackenzie Burian's Ron K Ron pin 6k time. Um, so I think they've got their, their stats messed up on the website, but regardless, two time all seven league selection and, She's going to be one that's, she's going to be good. No question about it. Any last thoughts on the women, Cam, before we hop over to the men's? No, let's, uh, let's move on to the men. All right. So wrapping it up, this is the last group that we're going to talk about today. So the men ran a 6K today. And if it weren't for Patrick Kip Kemboy, uh, the 2020 Summit League Cross Country champion to break up NDSU's pack. Uh, NDSU would have perfect scored and quite a bit too. NDSU put eight guys in the top nine. So it was a great showing for the Bison to start things off. And you touched a little bit about what the meet was to you. Like first meet, you come out, you're feeling really excited. Just tell us a little bit about what team dynamic is how guys are trying to figure out where they're at coming into this first meet. Like we know we can't read into it a lot, but tell me what you think these guys had going through their heads coming into today. 
Yeah, I mean, I got to spend a little bit of time with with the guys this summer. Uh, if you go to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast YouTube page, uh, you'll get to see a long run that I got to film of the guys. And uh, the, I mean, this is pretty cliche, but they put in the work this summer. Um, and, you know, they, they were really, from my perspective, really disciplined and and cohesive in their pursuit of getting the training done this summer. So, uh, you know, not reading too much into the performance based on the meet today, but uh, really a NDSU, at least real cohesive group, uh, just trying to get the best out of themselves. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure they, they have uh, uh, pretty specific goals that are, that are maybe just being, being left unsaid right now. And just, you know, from the outsider's perspective there, they're just focused on getting the, the best out of each and every meet. Uh, I was able, UND went live on their Instagram briefly. Uh, and so I got to catch of the race and uh, Zach Johnson, Jake Harrison, you know, fighting to the line for second and third or third and fourth, whatever place they got. Uh, so, so there's a lot of pride. There's a lot of competitiveness within the team, uh, which is good. You know, they weren't, they weren't just jogging it in just to, to say, Hey, you know, we did it, you know, they're, they're fighting to the line, uh, which is, which is what you like to see. Yeah. And I mean, you look at the results, I think what's really spectacular for NDSU is there's nobody that's older than a sophomore eligibility wise on the team. Now I know some of these guys with COVID years a little bit older and their eligibility reflects that they're not as old as they should be listed, but I mean, young group of guys coming together that, they're going to hopefully do some really, really good things this season. Uh, UND, uh, really interesting, led by Patrick Kipkemboy, like we said, uh, former Summit League champion. He took fourth today. Their next best finisher was Luke Labatt, the NDSU, or not NDSU, excuse me, the UND school record holder in the men's steeplechase. Uh, he had a phenomenal track season. He took 10th. Uh, Justin Jellica finished 12th. So, you know, a lot of good guys on UND. And like we said, we can't read into this a whole lot, but uh, Cam, do you have any thoughts on the UND men? Yeah, just a couple of quick takeaways. Great to see Patrick back up uh, towards the front of the pack. Uh, obviously, he has won, he won the Summit League Cross Country Championship uh, in years past. We've We've seen him kind of struggle to, to find that same form, uh, but he's back with the leaders. So good to see him up there. Expect to see more of that from him the rest of the season. And Luke Labette, he will be fine. He's, he'll come around. Uh, he knows how to win. He's a true competitor. Uh, and we've seen him find good form. So uh, like we've been saying, would not read too much into his performance today. Yeah, for sure. Now, Kip Kemboy, he ran a little bit faster than he did at this meet last year. Only other thing that I have to take away from the men's race is they were missing, UND was missing Nelson Ruto, uh, the school record holder in the 10K. He set that record last spring out in Azusa, California, the Brian Clay invite. Uh, he was tabbed a Summit League athlete to watch and didn't compete today for whatever reason. So someone that will definitely be a difference maker for them when they get him back. But, yeah, can't read into it a lot, but it's going to be exciting to see these teams go head-to-head. -head. I think several times the rest of the season, I want to say both teams are going to be 
at GRIAC in September. And um, yeah, it's going to be a really, really good cross-country season. Now, Cam, it sounds like you've made it to Fergus. I heard uh, Noah in the background. Do you have any final thoughts that yeah, you want to share? No, I mean, Noah's just trying to get some screen time on the podcast here. He's just, you know, he's trying to start young, make it big in the podcasting game, you know. So, but he, we can't let him, we got to let make him work for it, you know. So, I'm, we can't give him the airtime yet. You know, he's got to, got to pay his dues. He has to earn it, you know. Right. So, it, uh, in terms of, of the men, uh, I would, I would only say, you know, NDSU tab second. Uh, to South Dakota State in the Summit League poll, that's going to be a tough hill to climb. Um, South Dakota State is ranked fifth in the Midwest region uh, in the coaches, the regional coaches poll, uh, which is really, really impressive. They have a, a very solid, uh, very deep team uh, with North Dakota natives such as Jacob Knodel, Ben Antow, Caden Johnson. Uh, so, uh, Antow and Canodal in their second year. So hopefully see them feature on the, uh, on the Jackrabbits team this year, but, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be a great season. Like you said, a lot of head to head for UND and NDSU at the MSUM twilight next week and react. And so, yeah, that's all I yeah. have time for Ryan. I, I got a crying baby. So, uh, I'll let you take it from here on out and, uh, yeah, excited for the season. Sounds good. Well, thanks for joining us, Cam, and uh, we'll be on another episode soon enough. Enjoy your Labor Day. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. You too. All right, and that is going to do it for this episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I want to say thank you so much for listening. I don't think you guys realize how much uh, listen means to us. It's fun putting these episodes together, and it's nice to know that we're not just doing it for the love of the game. I think we'd still do it anyway, but it's really nice to know that uh, other people care about the sport just as much as we do. And we, we take pride in making sure that we share as much as we can and that you guys are up to date on what's happening in this state. Because just look at the last couple of years, the sport has grown a lot, especially the distance side of things. And we love to see it because it all bleeds together. I mean, we see cross country get more notoriety and popularity. It's going to help track out and that's the goal is just to get more people involved in this great sport because for Cam and I, it's provided so many incredible opportunities. Like we can't even, can't even articulate that to you, uh, the things that we've been able to do through this sport. And we want more people to have that opportunity as well. Now, the last things that I'm going to leave you with, uh, we just opened up. Now, if you're listening to this, it may have opened a couple of days ago. Hopefully there's some inventory left. But we are now selling our steel gray singlets online. Our podcast and CDIC run collab merch is available now. So you can head to the link in our bio on Instagram. You should be able to go back a few posts and find the link on our Facebook page as well. But um, And I might even try to put it in the show notes. I don't ever do that, but maybe this time will be different. So if you want to support the podcast and you want to get some merch, we would really appreciate you supporting us. The tanks are $25. I love them. I'm actually wearing it right now. Uh, I was doing a little photo shoot for the the podcast, but um, I'm going to wear it for my workout here in a little bit. And it performs really well. It's also just nice to wear around. I've changed into it a little bit ago and it's a good shirt on a hot day like today. So if you want to support us, yeah, go ahead, find the link, 
buy a singlet. If there's high demand, we'll order some more. But otherwise, it's just the little things, you know, like our social media posts, share it on your stories. Uh, give us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can do that. And it's free. It doesn't cost anything. It only takes a little bit of your time. But thanks for letting me take some of your time here at the end of the episode. Uh, as always, let us know if you have any feedback for us. But enjoy your Labor Day weekend. And we love cross-country and track and field. Hope you do too.